This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to Episode 6 of the In-Between Podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel Im. And I'm Christina Im. Well, today we're going to be talking about dating and how you just know when you know. Isn't that the most frustrating thing you've ever heard? (laughs) Really? Because how are you supposed to know when you've never known? Exactly. Like, someone help me with a little bit more details here. (laughs) So while our podcast is focused on marriage and parenting, we all have friends and family members that are single or kids that are about to date or who are dating. Uh, I can't even imagine my kids dating. So this is really why we wanted to focus on dating, Mm -hmm. right? Because we wanted to know how to handle it for our kids. Yes, in this changing world. Exactly. Everything that's happened with all the technology advancements, it's just changed the whole dating scene. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to share a bit about the, the principles that are consistent, even though technology is still there. And really examine how it's changed and what we can do about it. So if there's anyone that you know who could benefit from this topic and this podcast, please do share. So we are going to go a little bit beyond you just mm-hmm. know when you know. <laughs> Thank you. Because that's really not a good answer. No. no. So, so Christina, <laughs> why don't we start with our story? Sure. So Daniel and I actually met on a mission trip uh, with what was called Campus Crusade for Christ back in the day. Um, It was a university trip that happened over the summer for six weeks. And so I don't think either of us were really looking for a relationship. I even know for myself, I was going in making sure that I didn't want to look for a guy or, you know, didn't want to look for my quote unquote future husband because I knew I was there for other reasons. And if I got distracted with looking for a guy, then um, I was pretty boy crazy back then. And so I just would have gone off the rocker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Before the mission trip, I think both of us had someone that we had liked or there was something around those. Mm -hmm. So it was really for me coming on the mission trip. It was just, okay. I don't want to think about any of that. But I remember when my dad dropped me off for the beginning of the six weeks, we did orientation in Vancouver before going off to East Asia there's just this girl on the trip that the laugh <laughs> just compelled me. The one me and in. only. <laughs> the one and only. So, Christina, while I, yeah, while I wasn't looking for anyone or, or thinking about dating or anything like that, because I wanted to focus on the mission trip, mm-hmm. you did catch my eye on that very first day. Oh, that's really sweet. But I didn't catch yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I could say that it was like, oh, you know, one of those instant connections like, oh, he's really cute. I hope he thinks I'm cute. And then maybe in six weeks we'll talk about, you know, having a future together, whatever. But it really wasn't at all. Yeah. And that's okay because by the end of the mission trip, it worked. Oh, boy, you want me over. (laughs) So over the course of the season, we'll be teasing out our story a little bit more. But let's just focus on that dating phase and even before the dating, how we knew we wanted to start dating. I actually didn't know I wanted to start dating you (laughs) until I remember having this conversation with my roommate 
and she asked me, um, Christina, why aren't you and Daniel together? And I looked at her, I'm like, what? And she's like, you guys would be perfect for each other. And I was like, well, you know, first of all, I said I wasn't even going to think about dating on this trip. Uh, and then second of all, there's these really big non-negotiables that I have. <laughs> and she was like, okay, what are they? I'm like, well, he's Asian. And he's younger than me, and he lives in Vancouver, and myself in Ottawa, so that's long distance. And I'm really not into long distance relationships. <laughs> and she looked at me, and she was like, oh, goodness, you need to pray, Christina. And I was like, why? And she was like, those are the most selfish reasons I have ever heard. <laughs> and so, and she's not a very straightforward person, so mm. I was really taken aback. And I was like, oh, Okay, so you know one of those like half-hearted prayers, dear God, if this is wrong of me, please change my heart. Amen. Yeah. And so it was And God changed your heart. And God, I mean, there's a longer story to that, which we'll probably share at another time, but God changed my heart. So let's fast forward a bit. The mission trip is over. We're back in Vancouver mm-hmm. doing debrief, and you and your friends sing, I'm leaving on a jet plane. And your soul cries. Yeah, because I didn't want you to leave on a jet plane. I mean, I can't even listen to that song today. It made me so sad. (laughs) So I actually wrote you a letter Mm -hmm. before we all said our goodbyes, Mm -hmm. just saying, I'd love to stay in touch. I really liked you, but not like a romantic like. Mm -hmm. Just I I liked hanging out with you. Let's keep in touch. Because I didn't really know what was going to happen after the trip was over. Exactly. Maybe that was, you know, our final goodbye and hopefully our paths would cross sometime. Yeah, precisely. Anyway, so uh, my friends and I stayed in Vancouver for a week and we were moving from one house to another, like a different host, but we didn't have enough room in the car. So one of my friends was like, hey, why don't you call Daniel? He has a car and he lives in Vancouver. And I was like, no, I'm not going to call him. He lives like 45 minutes away. I'm. It's going to sound like we're using him. And he looked at me and he was like, Christina, Daniel wants to be used by you. <laughs> and all my friends are bursting out laughing because they all figured that like, guys, come on, get yeah, a clue. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I was at a friend's house that night when you called and we were playing games and I just, I was just really sad. Hmm. I was like, I, I don't want Christina to leave on a jet plane. <laughs> So when you called, I was literally, I stepped outside, huge smile on my face. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, I do want to be used by Christina. (laughs) No, so literally the next day I came over. Yeah. Right. And I helped you guys move. And and really from that point, every single day for your guys' remaining time in Vancouver, we hung out. Yeah, exactly. And somehow, you know, all my friends, I don't know if they had planned something previously, but it just always ended up that you and I were in the car alone. Yeah. You know, five other people packed in the car. We're like, hey, there's, I'd be like, hey, there's room here. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. You two, you guys do what you want. Go ahead. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So at the end of the trip, we had our DTR, mm-hmm. our define the relationship talk. And, and, and it still really wasn't let's start dating. It was, hey, let's give it a couple weeks let things cool down Mm -hmm. because we just didn't know what life was going to be like because it was long distance. Yes, exactly. And, you know, back then technology was very minimal compared to what it was now. I remember telling our friends um, we had Yahoo video, but... Before Skype and... Exactly. But you didn't even have sound on your video. So we would have to talk on our phones. Yeah. And we'd have like external cameras, like yeah. video cameras that would show each other's images. 
and it'd be super laggy. And, you know, I remember the first time I was so embarrassed. I forgot that I was on video. So I was like, oh, my nose is itchy. So I was like picking my nose. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, he can see me. So I was yeah. like, ah, put your finger down. <laughs> now, by God's grace, I didn't remember that. And maybe it was so laggy, it kind of like skipped the frame. <laughs> so over the years, obviously, dating has changed. Mm-hmm. Right, dating has changed, and we'll get into our story a little bit more in future episodes. But with us dating long distance for a year, and then I actually moved to Ottawa and we were engaged together for a year, and then we got married after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what that process would have looked like today if we met today, right, would be completely different. Oh, absolutely, completely, completely different. Yeah, I mean, dating has been around for a long time, but it's constantly changing. Right. When we were in college, when we were in high school, actually, mm-hmm. I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris was like the book. Right. It was yes. the book that every Christian was talking about. And every Christina- parent <laughs> would buy their child. I remember we talked about it in youth group. I think we did two different series on basically why dating is sin. That's yeah. really what it was. Yeah. So why don't you give a little bit of summary for our, our listeners if they're not familiar with I Kiss Dating Goodbye. So this was kind of a movement that came out of Joshua Harris. He wrote a book um, about his experiences, and he was saying that, you know, while he was dating, they wanted to remain virgins and pure, uh, but they would kind of get as close to the line as they could and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't have sex, but, you know, we're doing all this other stuff that maybe we shouldn't be. And so he was thinking, well, how can we help you know, our relationship and other relationships as well, not try to play with how far we can get versus like, how can I respect you and have boundaries? And so that's really where the book came from. And I think it kind of took on its own face that all of a sudden what he was writing, people took as sort of biblical truth mm. and he they were putting maybe words into his mouth or misinterpreting saying, well, that means that, you know, you should not date at all. Dating is a sin. It's bad. It's going to lead to immorality. And instead, you should court. And what courting really is, is that you are expressing your interest in someone else, but because you can see yourselves getting married. Not just because, you know, oh, he's cute or, you know, she has nice hair or anything, but, or, uh, you know, they have great personalities, but really like, oh, I can see a future together. Yeah. So the difficulty with that view was, I mean, how do you know if you can actually possibly marry that person or, or see that going toward marriage? Well, that's a lot of pressure, it right? Is, and it I'm is. sure. Even before a first date. Exactly. And I think from what I'm hearing about others' experiences, it was really the parents were involved too. Like mm. the guy had to go talk to, you know, the girl's father and ask for her hand in courtship. Yeah. Like it was like almost even like an engagement. Dating. Yeah, even before you would start dating. Exactly. Yeah. But how do you know each other? You don't really know each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was like blind engagement almost. Exactly. So I guess as we were preparing for the episode, we were trying to figure out, is courtship even a thing anymore? Is it relevant? I mean, is it even healthy? Or is there a way for us to go about dating and think through dating in a different lens? Right. And that's what we want to unpack during this episode. So, Christina, why don't you share some of the dating rules now? Uh, via our friends who are still dating and not married? Well, I don't personally have 
you know, the dating rule code book or whatever, because frankly, I'm done dating in that respect. But I was talking to my hairdresser about this. She's in her um, early 20s. And we were chatting about the differences between now and before. And so she was saying, you know what, Christina, the main point is that you have to pretend that you're not so available. So, you know, when a guy texts you, you can't text right away. You have to look at it and then, you know, wait a couple days and then be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was so busy and text the person back. Mm. And I was like, well, why? And she's like, because with our phones and technology, we actually are available all the time. Like you just text and you can see it on your phone. You can see it on your watch, all of that. And so she has to, she was saying like, you kind of have to pretend that you are too busy and you don't care that much. And so I was asking her, well, what happens if you do respond quickly? What happens if you do show, you know, I'm interested? And she's like, well, then probably the guy might just be like, uh, this is just too simple. And she was saying, um, I'm sure this is just a stereotype, but she was saying, you know, it's about the catch. It's about the trying to get this person interested in you. Hmm. Now, we're not saying we're not sharing the story to say that's how you should be dating. No. And, and <laughs> you know, that's just coming from her. And it was funny. There was another hairdresser beside her who um, was probably about my mom's age. And she was saying that's so hilarious because back when she was dating like or um, in that age, you know, you would have to go and try to find the person that you're interested in. So maybe you would hear about a party and then you would show up hoping that the person you're interested is at this party too. Uh, okay. So okay. it's not that like readily available. You you know, you really have to kind of work at it to yeah. find this person. Yeah. I remember seeing this commercial on TV. I don't know what it was for, but basically the guy and the girl were dating. And instead of them talking normally, they actually said what they were thinking. <laughs> and at the end of the date, it was, oh, you know, we'll hopefully see you next time. And then the girl was like, no, we're I'm probably never going to talk to you again. And the guy was like, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> so, I mean, imagine how much simpler things would be if we actually said what we thought. Or heartful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess you so. You take your pick. <laughs> I guess so. Well, at least you wouldn't have to be wondering if they're going to call back or not. So, I mean, we share this because dating has changed. And we alluded to this a little bit at the beginning of the episode because of technology. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, with so many of these dating apps right now, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not talking about online dating, right? Mm-hmm. Like Match.com or, you know, any of the ones that are out there. I'm talking about the new dating apps really that perpetuate this hookup culture that that is around right now yeah exactly and we were talking about this before recording and i was saying i wonder where this has come from Mm. you know we've been i guess dating what 14 years ago that doesn't seem like that long ago Um, i'm sure people were hooking up back then but not to the sense where people are like actively actively going searching for it and like that it would be this readily available i mean it's yeah it's it's so crazy because i was talking to someone else about this as well mm-hmm. where it's just hey okay when when i was in college or when i was in high school if i liked someone i had to actually go and talk to them yeah in person or i had to call them and i had to say hey let's go out or let's do this or let's do that but right. with Tinder and with a lot of the apps these days, it's just you're swiping left or you're swiping right. Uh-huh. And it's just, I mean, I even heard about this new app 
where it's it even goes one step beyond that where it's like hey no if you are gonna meet this person it has to end in sex oh i mean it's it's like they're signing a contract basically isn't that crazy like i mean oh goodness like it's just (laughs) it's just so foreign i mean i even remember reading some stats about this and and you know with the the actually anxiety has increased stds have increased um when a lot of these apps have you know kind of correlating Mm -hmm. with a lot of these apps coming Mm -hmm. out as well this anxiety this just, just a lot of consequences that are coming out of what today looks like the norm in dating and hooking up. Mm-hmm. And I wonder too, like you were saying when you were talking to your friend, like back then, if you wanted to, you know, meet someone, you had to make an effort, right? You had to make some sort of connection emotionally or, you know, mentally that you were interested in the same thing, you know, get to know the person a little bit. Whereas here, it's almost like that instant connection that, you know, that spark is really that happens when there's intimacy, like, you know, sexual intimacy. But then where do you go from there, right? Exactly, exactly. It really dulls that. It nulls that as you're going forward. And I mean, even the other thing that I that I realized here with the with Tinder and with swiping left, swiping right, Mm -hmm. just this whole readily available hookup culture that there is, I think that's actually preventing people from committing. Oh, yeah. Right. Because it's always like, oh, but there might be someone else around the corner. Exactly. Right. So if I commit now, then what is that going to be later on? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's this FOMO, right? This fear of missing out. Uh-huh. That it's just, I mean, we're talking about everything that's going on out there that's, that's threading in, that's making dating so cl- This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Complicated. So do you wonder, like I used to ask the question, is there the one? Mm. Now maybe is the question, what if there's only the one? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right? good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, so in light of all that, I mean, what, where would be the best place to find someone? Right. And in light of that, especially if you're maybe it's one thing if you're in school or if you're in college and there's just a ton of people around you. But what about if you're in the workplace and what if you don't see a lot or meet a lot of new people? And what if your church is small and you already know everyone, you've known everyone for a long time? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, what do you think, Christina, is the best place to find someone that you would want to date? Well, going back to our story in the beginning of the podcast, we both met doing what we both believed in, mm. were passionate in, and loved doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a great place to start. Yeah, for sure. There, there's this imagery, this this idea of running a race. 
that we've been talking that we've shared a lot over the last decade mm-hmm. that that was really helpful as we learned to kind of connect with one another and, and know that we uh, wanted to pursue a relationship with one another it's this idea of running the race and if mm-hmm. you can think about a race that you've run everyone kind of has their own pace mm-hmm. right the last thing that you want to do is just follow someone that's way faster or in I don't want to say another league as you <laughs> no, that, don't say that that's no. bad <laughs> yeah but really uh, I mean everyone has their own pace when they're running sometimes as you're running there are people that are going the other way because they're mm-hmm. on the other side of the track and sometimes as you're going you're going to pass a lot of people and there are other times where people are going to pass you mm-hmm. but I think this this idea of a race is a great image for dating because there's a lot of people out there running. There's a lot of people out there all over. And mm-hmm. if you are so focused on chasing someone way ahead of you or so focused on someone that you saw going the other way mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh, well, I got to change who I am. Right. Or I got to change my direction in life or I got to slow down or I have to speed up so much so that I'm going to burn out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it doesn't actually that's not actually a long term solution. No, it's not. And I think another way of saying the race is, you know, are you going on the same paths? Mm. We talked about being passionate. Are you passionate about the same things? Do you want to spend time investing in the same things? So, for example, I never actually wanted to marry a pastor before. I never wanted to be a pastor's wife before. Mm -hmm. Daniel had told me originally that he wanted to be a doctor. (laughs) And I was like, oh. In my head, I'm like, I could be a doctor's wife. That's fine with me. Um, And then when God really changed his heart and he told me, actually, Christina, I feel like God is calling me into ministry and uh, I'm going to be a pastor. I really had to stop and think and pray about that. Like, okay, I, I like this guy, but he was on one path and now he's on another is that something, is this my exit out? Mm. Like, I really don't want to be a pastor's wife, you know, all of this, you know, whatever reasons behind it. So this is my time to break it off or to mm. say thank you, but no thank you. Or do I need to dig deeper inside and say, hey, the reasons why I don't want to be a pastor's wife are kind of selfish or really this is something that um, with God's help I can overcome and should I still continue on the same path with Daniel? Yeah, exactly. So I think it really comes back to knowing yourself, knowing your priorities, what's Mm -hmm. important to you in life. And for us as Christians, it was, hey, God is number one, Mm -hmm. right? And as long as I am running toward God, and I had this long list of characteristics as to who I wanted to marry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I had my my characteristics too. Mm. Right, and (laughs) because it was one of those questions that you would just talk about as a teenager, right? Right. That that you would just at sleepovers and you're like, oh, this is the kind of, you know, who do you like this person? Do you like that person? And you're just trying to figure out who you like all the characteristics and mm-hmm. at be- right before the mission trip i remember just coming before god and saying okay you know what god i'm, I'm giving you this entire list mm-hmm. and what are my non-negotiables and i think the only thing that is justifiable is that this woman would love god as much as i do you were way more <laughs> mature than i was 
<laughs> right, but I mean that's that's really what it got summed down to yes. before the mission trip because that is what I mean that was such a huge part of my life. It still is a big mm-hmm. part of my life, my relationship with God, and everything else kind of orders itself around that. But if someone didn't have that priority where where God is number 1 in their life, then there was going to be clashing. Mhm. So are you saying that you should date someone who's pretty similar to you? Or, you know, is it okay to date someone who's different than you? The whole saying, opposites attract. Yeah, I I mean, it's such a good question because I believe that there really is, there, there are first order things and there are second order things. Okay. Right, so your first order things are those core beliefs or those core values for you. So if you're a follower of Christ, then faith is a first order thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Let's say another first order thing is career and how career might uh, intersect with one another as well. Right. So if one person wants to move overseas and, uh, you know, live in Africa doing global aid Mm -hmm. for the rest and the other person wants to be a local school teacher in a city or a county in North America, I mean, th- that's... And isn't interested in moving and exactly. teaching overseas. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, th- I mean, that's a huge clash, mm-hmm. right? So there are some first order things, I think, of the utmost importance is your faith. But second order then comes to, hey, are you an extrovert or are you an introvert, right? Do you like going out or, or what do you like doing? What mm-hmm. do you not like doing? And I think in there, there's a lot of nuances as well. Because on the one hand, I don't think we really do want to marry someone who is exactly like us. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're so different from one another, then how can you have chemistry with one another? Yeah, and have some common ground. I think there'll be a lot of, you know, butt heading. Exactly. Is that the word, butt heading? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know what? what, Head butting. Head butting. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think when when you look at what is the same and... What is different? Think about the first order and the second order priorities and and really kind of make a list for yourself and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what is super important for me. Right. And these are things that are uh, negotiable, right? Non-negotiable and negotiable. But have a friend, right? Have someone else that maybe a family member, have them mm-hmm. look at it as well. Because sometimes, and this is this is the danger of online dating, mm-hmm. right? Is that you are you are doing a lot of relationship building in isolation from everyone else and everything else. That's true. Right? Yeah. Not not to say that online dating is bad. And we have friends who have met together and, and have gotten together and gotten married. Yeah. But the problem is you just don't know who they really are. Exactly. I think a lot about getting to know a person is about seeing them react in different environments. Mm-hmm. So seeing how they, you know, handle um, a waiter or waitress who is a little bit slow yeah. in getting their drinks. Or how are they treating their parents? How are they treating their siblings? What do they do when someone's asking for money? Like all these little things that you can pick up on about their personalities, which is kind of hidden behind the screen, or they can hide it. Exactly. And, and, and it's hidden a lot when you're on a first date. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and if you're just alone with the other person, I mean, anyone can put on a face. Yeah. Anyone can act a certain way. But one of the reasons it's great to go on group dates is because you can see how they react with their friends. Mm-hmm. You can see how they react in different situations. Or how they treat your friends too. Yeah, precisely. Now, here's the thing. The way they treat their siblings or their parents, the individuals that they know the most, have been mm-hmm. around the longest, who know how to push their buttons. I mean, that is a little bit of a glimpse into what they might be 
15, 20 years later if you get married with them. <laughs> True. Exactly. Because they're going to be very comfortable with you at that point. So just before we move on to our last point, I just want to reiterate that we're not dogging on online dating. No, not at all. Yeah, I am dogging on Tinder or hooking up. <laughs> right. This, this, yeah, this idea <laughs> where you're just... basing on whether or not you want to meet that person on their looks and on whether or not they can handle themselves really well on a single night. Right. So let me just, a spoiler alert, you know, your looks are going to fade. I know you never think that, but yep. Yeah. They will. So, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Exactly. And obviously on a lot of these apps, you always put your best photo, even if it was years ago. Just to kind of stir up interest, right? So we're not saying anything negative about online dating where you're really pursuing a relationship, chatting with them, connecting with them and learning who they are. And and it's just really beyond that one night stand or one night night hookup. Mm -hmm. But if you do want that online relationship to take a step further, please, please, please spend some real time with them meet their family, meet their friends, see Mm -hmm. where they're at, because you just don't want the relationship to go too far without that. Exactly. Because if it's too far and you're already like invested so much, then it's, you know, you kind of talk yourself out of, oh yeah, you know, he was really mean to this person, but oh, he was just probably having a bed night or she, you know, did this blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she she just must be tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to wrap things up, if you're beginning to date or at the age of dating, just honestly practice having a conversation. Okay, I know that sounds so weird (laughs) because I don't think I've ever heard that for myself, like people giving me practical advice. But I think this is such a good starting place. Yeah, because when you think about what dating is and and not even dating, let's move beyond that. Mm -hmm. What engagement, what marriage is, it's connecting with someone else. It's it's being able to have a conversation with them yeah because you're going to be spending way more time talking than you are going to be in bed (laughs) exactly you know i think sometimes we think oh we're just going to have sex all the time well you know that's not going to happen it's not 24 7 it's there's a lot spoiler alert (laughs) yeah exactly there's other hours in the day where, you know, you want to feel connected and men and women are, you know, created differently. We'll get into that in different podcasts. But, you know, as a woman, I really want to feel loved and appreciated before I necessarily want to, you know, jump in bed. Exactly. So what does it look like for you to grow in your conversation skills, right? What does it look like for you to grow in your ability to listen Because that competency in being able to actively listen, actively have a conversation Mm -hmm. without checking your phone (laughs) or just being constantly interrupted is going to be key to help you know if you really want to continue a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of communication is body language too. exactly. So I think nowadays it's so easy to, you know, if there's a lag in a conversation or there's a buzz on our phone, we just keep, you know, looking or shifting to our phones. And what is that communicating to the other person? It's saying you're not really interesting enough, Mm -hmm. even if that's not what you're meaning to say. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when it comes to a relationship, 
conversation is king. So if you're a parent, we really want to encourage you to teach your kids how to have a conversation. Exactly. And the difference between a good conversation versus, you know, a bad conversation. So those who know how to, like we were talking about, actively listen mm-hmm. and actively want to get to know you more. I think that those are great things to learn how to do versus, you know, if the person is just kind of like, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. You can't really get to know the other person because they're not sharing anything. Yeah, about what and they you think. won't be able to assess their character. You won't be able to assess whether or not you have chemistry with them. And then the relationship really just becomes physical. Exactly. Or it becomes you have your deepest conversations when you're behind your screens. But Precisely. that's not real life. You're not going to live with the person behind your screen. Yeah. So even if your kids are like ours Mm -hmm. under the age of 10, I mean, we are beginning to teach them how to have a good conversation with one another. Yes. Asking questions, listening to, you know, their responses, making eye contact, Mm -hmm. facing your bodies towards each other to show that, you know, I am listening to you and you matter to me. Yeah. And that's really going to honestly weed out a lot of the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who who only yeah. have one thing on their mind. Exactly. Right. And there's no way for you to really know if there is chemistry or not because they only have one thing on their mind. Right. So we hope you found this episode helpful. And if there's anyone who comes to mind that's single or dating that, you know, could benefit from this, we do hope that you share this with them. But next week on episode seven, mm-hmm. we're going to be continuing this conversation, but talking about marriage. And Mm -hmm. how to keep the romance alive in marriage, how to date well in marriage. That's awesome. So if you found this episode to be helpful, it would mean the world to us if you share this with others who you think could benefit from the content. Right. And if you have been listening and have some questions or some feedback about what we've been saying, or you have a situation in your own life that you are, you know, wanting some feedback on, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at in between show and if you want the show notes for this episode you can go to inbetween.org backslash episode six so next week we'll continue our conversation about dating but this time it'll be dating in marriage all right <laughs> you know talking about how to keep the romance alive different date night ideas just what that looks like in regards to conversation as well after you've known each other for several years mm-hmm. or maybe even several decades mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in. If you have not yet subscribed or left us a rating and review, please do so because it'll help a ton in just helping others learn more about it. Exactly. We'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.